Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome back, Real Presence Radio Land listeners. This is today's installment of Real Presence Live. Your hosts are myself, Jack Canelli, and my wife, Doreen. We're happy to be with you. We think we've got a very good show ahead of you today for this uh, Ash Wednesday, also known as Mardi Gras, also known as Pancake Day. I think there are other days names for it as well. Carnival. Carnival, yes. And I think it's interesting. The, do you know where Pancake Day comes from? I have no idea. It's because back before there was refrigeration and the uh, the Lenten uh, practices were a little bit more stringent, where they would not even eat dairy products like eggs and milk. Well, at the end, you know, before uh, before Lent started, they would uh, pancakes were a good way of uh, uh, consuming their eggs and their milk and stuff like that, and so they would have pancakes the day before, and that way they would not waste any of it. Good to know. Yeah. See, on the way here this morning, I drive by a Fargo public school. Yeah. And I saw something on their marquee that made me wonder if the Catholics who send their kids to the public schools are doing some evangelization. Because their marquee said, February 28th, bingo night. Oh, right. right. (laughs) That's not a Catholic thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is grade school, though, so it didn't say yeah. bingo and beer or anything no, like that. Okay. Just bingo night. Yeah. yeah. It's also Shrove Tuesday. I also think that's an interesting The word to shrive means to have your sins forgiven. Oh, how beautiful. Yes. It says there's something about going to, to the church and have your sins and be shriven by the priest or something like oh. that. Hmm. So that's where you get Shrove. Shrove must be the past participle. participle. <laughs> I have there's no a, idea. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm an English major. And it's a verb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's uh, um, let's start out with a prayer. Andreen, you've got one for us. Yes, I chose the concluding prayer for the morning prayer of Liturgy of the Hours this morning, not from St. Peter Damien, but just the regular um, day of the week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God, our Father, yours is the beauty of creation, and the good things you have given us. Help us to begin this day joyfully in your name and to spend it in loving service of you and our fellow man. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. St. Peter Damien. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Okay, well, should we just... Uh, we've, we've, our, our first guest, I'm really excited about having our first guest with us. I did... Uh, Father, I did a little uh, Google trolling on you before uh, we got on the air here, and I saw something interesting. We'll let you introduce yourself more completely, but I saw something about you being a high school drama teacher and at the same time a baseball coach, which seems to me a little bit almost oxymoronic. Or renaissance-ish. Or renaissance-ish, <laughs> yeah, that would be another way with it, yes. And uh, 
I also see you were on one of my favorite uh, Catholic radio programs. It's also a television show, the Coming Home Network. So anyway, we have with us today Father John Bartunik. And Father, you're, uh, we're, we're going to talk about your book. I'd, li- I'd like to talk about your, your, uh, your, your journey to becoming a priest, but maybe for another time. But uh, you have a book called 40 Days to Peace and Union with God Plus Lent. So anyway, Father, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, and uh, we can just let you get right into it. Okay, thank you. Well, thanks for having me on your show today on uh, Shrove Tuesday. Good day to talk about my favorite topic, which is God. Uh, I'm actually a convert to Catholicism. I grew up in an atheistic household and uh, became a Christian when I was a teenager with an evangelical church, and then discovered the Catholic faith when I was studying history in college fell in love with the Catholic Church, uh, was called to the priesthood and religious life, so I was ordained to the priesthood as a legionary of Christ, that's the name of my uh, religious order, uh, in 2003, and since then my ministry has been a lot of teaching, a lot of writing, uh, a lot of retreat work, and uh, and, and some other things here and there, but, uh, you know, the typical uh, hearing a lot of confessions and preaching a lot of homilies and that kind of thing. But really, this, this uh, book that we just published for this Lent, called 40 Days of, to Peace and Union with God, um, is designed to be a very user-friendly resource to help people uh, you know, really spend more time with God during Lent. Right? Uh, Jesus invites us in the, the readings for tomorrow's Mass on Ash Wednesday. He invites us to to prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, you know, kind of go back to the basics of what it means to align our hearts and our minds with God. So this resource, 40 Days to Peace and Union with God, uh, has all the gospel Gospels for the day during throughout the whole season of Lent, and then has reflections that help you pray the Gospels, not just understand them, uh, but actually pray them, uh, enter into them, hear what God has to say to you, and help you respond. Uh, so you can really enter into a conversation with God every day during Lent to receive the graces He wants to give you. Oh, it's, uh, your timing was good then, being on our program today on uh, the day before Ash Wednesday. That's great. I, the the book sounds like it's be, it would be a real nice uh, uh, Lent uh, aid, I guess, because you know just the idea of having you know something to do every day. Uh, spiritually, as well as, you know, giving up your candy or, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever other Lenten practices you might have. But this, you know, gives you a real good, solid spiritual dimension to your Lenten practice. Yeah, it's important to keep all those things in mind. You know, the the typical uh, sacrifice that we each are invited to make during Lent, a type of fasting, uh, is it's not an end in itself. It's meant to help clear away distractions so that we can hear God's voice better. Uh, you know, kind of like when you go on retreat, a silent retreat, you might, you know, go offline for a few days. Um, or, you know, when you take your time to be alone with God each day, you know, you turn off your phone. You, you kind of... So the fasting is to take away things that can distract us, to help us, to help remind us that, hey, wait a minute, uh, my relationship with God is really the most important thing in my life, so... Let's spend some time renewing that so that when uh, Easter rolls around, I can really be completely open to receive all the grace God, God wants to give me. So this book is designed to help you, help you do that through, uh, through your spiritual discipline of daily prayer. Father, what you just said about what Lent is, or 
I think you said in particular fasting, it's not an end in itself, uh, made me think of when our daughter was uh, an adolescent, we sent her on an outward bound experience where she and a few other troubled teenagers went up into the boundary waters and they had to learn how to survive. But at the end of it, when we went back to meet them, the, um, the people that run the organization uh, gave a, a talk to the parents and the children and reminded, them, reminded us that the program is called Outward Bound because it is not about, it's not an end in itself. It's, it's a program that prepares you to actually go out and survive in the world. It's not, you know, it's not contained within those whatever 40 days where she, when she yeah. was out in the, in the woods. But um, Lent, your description of Lent and, and our practices made me think of that, that it's not about Lent, it's about being outward bound at the end of the season. Yeah, I think you know that there's a there's a beautiful wisdom and a powerful wisdom in in the church, the church's liturgical year, that we have these different seasons, and in a sense, there's a parallel to the natural seasons. In the natural seasons of the year, different things happen in the natural world. In the springtime, there's there's kind of a a, a resurgence of life after a winter when there was kind of a recuperation underneath the surface of of uh, the soil, but now in Lent that there's a, a, a blossoming, a burgeoning, new life comes. So in a sense, there's something in the air. It's the change of light, the change of temperature. The rhythms of the natural seasons kind of encourage life to continue to blossom and grow. And the, the rhythms of the liturgical seasons um, come from the same source. Like God is the one who created the natural world, and God is the one who gave us the Church, and the Holy Spirit is the one who inspires the rhythms of life in the Church. So each season in the life of the year, uh, a liturgical year, is, you know, is met. There's, there's certain graces in the air, so to speak, that are, that are nourishing us as we continue our journey. We have Lent every year, but this Lent will be different than any Lent you've lived before, because you're different. And so the graces that God has in store for you the, the insights that he wants to give you, the, the virtues that he wants to, to nourish in your life, they're gonna, it's going to be a different combination this year. You're the same person, but you're different. So, those, so there's, there's a beautiful rhythm in it, and I think it's important to keep that in mind. We are created to live in communion with God. He wants us close to him, closer and closer every day, throughout our lives on earth, and then for all eternity in heaven. And everything else, he gives us to help that happen. So Lent, too, is meant, all the disciplines and the liturgies are meant to help us get to know God better and come to unite our wills to His better so that we can image Him better in our lives. It's all about deepening that communion with God. Well, you're, you're, you're actually helping me with my attitude toward Lent on this when you're kind of getting me excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to hear. I think you know. Sometimes we can just focus on the negative. It's the time of sacrifice. Yeah. But we'll, the goal, the goal is God has graces for us. We'll, we'll have Dreen give you a call and let you know about the new me at the end of Easter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you. We'll, just, we'll have you on the radio again. We can talk about Jack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally, it'll be all about me. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, that's very inspiring. Yeah. Um, and it's such a great reminder that connection with. Um, the natural seasons and the liturgical seasons and kind of the cycle of it. But, Father, I loved what you said about 
each each time we experience it almost as a new person because of the experiences that we've had in our in our growth or our the stunting of our growth um we we meet what god has for us well uh, tell us what kind of uh you know, what are some of the specific spiritual exercises that the book uh, in, encourages? Well, the book is really designed to help you engage in what our tradition calls mental prayer, um, which is kind of a technical term, but it really refers to Christian meditation. Uh, so it's not, it's not a book that just has prayers that you read and say. That's called vocal prayer, and those are an important aspect of our prayer life. But this is really designed to be a, a, a tool to help you spend some time alone with God, to listen to what He has to say to you in the silence of your heart in this season of your life, and to respond to that, to really um, kind of a, have a real conversation with Him. So the, that's the primary um, exercise, is the exercise of mental prayer, of contemplative prayer. There's different ways that people describe it. Actually, the whole introduction to this book is a basic instruction, very practical instruction, on how to do this kind of prayer. Because it's not reserved for monks and nuns. We're all called to have this very personal, contemplative, meditative uh, encounter with, with God. Uh, and, this, and this book kind of has, centers it around the gospel passage from the liturgy of each day and tries to create a, a space where you can have that encounter with Him. So it's that type of Christian meditation that's the primary spiritual exercise that this book enables you to really dig into. It, it sounds like a great book for someone to take to adoration. <laughs> but uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. We're coming up on a break here, Father, but uh, maybe what I would like you to do is to let us know where the book is available, and then we'll also do that once again at, at the end of our, uh, our segment here as well. So where can someone get the book, 40 Days to Peace and Union with God? Yeah, well, you can find a link to that book, and well, probably wherever you buy your books, your Catholic books. But uh, if you go online, you can find a link to that book and all my other books at a website called rcspirituality.org. rcspirituality.org. Okay, rcspirituality.org. Okay, well then, uh, we'll talk about, uh, let's talk a little bit after the break about how meditation can enhance our faith, and then uh, we'll talk about... Uh, you know, the 40 days, the significance of the 40 days. But uh, I guess with that, we'll, we'll go into the break right now, and we'll be back with Father John Bartunek, and we're talking about uh, his book, 40 Days to Peace and Union with God. So stay with us for more Real Presence Live on the other side of the break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's no secret that parents and students alike love the University of Mary, the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. The Mary community provides students with a home away from home, one that is grounded in the rich vibrancy of the church. With nearly 60 degree programs, 18 NCAA Division II athletic teams, and a thriving university ministry program, there's something for everyone. Find your place at Mary. Visit cometomary.life. I grew up in a, a very uh, faith-filled home. It wasn't Catholic, but very faith-filled. And uh, But when I got to college, I had a lot of questions, asked a lot of questions, didn't really get answers. And 
and would say I became more of a agnostic. Um, you know, as I then uh, moved out to Seattle, I was really, really searching. And um, but then, you know, all through my life, everything was always compared to the Catholic Church. It was, it was everything and the Catholic Church, and and so I just really felt the need to um, to look into that. And I had a catechism of the Catholic Church. Uh, so, I, you know, that was a great resource and, and spent a lot of time reading through that. So, yeah, I asked a lot of questions, um, had a lot of questions about the church as an authority, especially, and, and being able to rely on that. Um, truth, how can we know truth? Where is the truth? Real Presence Radio is available on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, on Google Assistant devices. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, before we get back to being interesting and uplifting, Doreen has one of her jokes that she'd like to tell you right now. All right, you ready? She's been holding back on this one. And Father, you are welcome to have a stab at the answer to the question. So what is a Catholic's favorite meal between Ash Wednesday and Easter Sunday? Uh, one, one could say the Eucharistic meal. This is a joke, Jack. I know. <laughs> Lentil soup. Oh boy! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. we're we're still wor- we're still working with the production staff on trying to get a drum roll and a and a cymbal at the end of that one, but it hasn't happened. So we're not getting the full effect. We don't yeah. have a laugh track either. Would, would you like another joke? Well, like, let's, okay, Father, you want to try one another one? one yeah. more. What do you call it? Oh yeah. What, what do you call it when you're burnt out in the middle of the week? Uh, I don't know. Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Right, okay, let's now let's get inspirational and uplifting. <laughs> let's let's get back yes. to Father. We're yes. talking to Father John Bartunik, and we're talking about his book, 40 Days to Peace and Union with God. And Doreen, I think you had a question for Father to start us out. I do. I, I just um, would like to um, invite you, Father, to... You made reference a couple of times to... Uh, Christian medication, and you specifically... Meditation. Meditate. What did I say? Medication. I didn't say medication. Yes, you did. <laughs> we bicker when we're on the <laughs> air, Father. Anyway, <laughs> Christian med- meditation. I think you're ready to... Um, but, Father, what what is the difference between... Because you hear a lot about meditation in the world, but what's the difference between Christian meditation and just meditation in general, before we go on with your exploring your book? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, and uh, I think we could talk a lot about it. Um, but I'll, I think the essence here, the meditation that's popular in popular culture now, like all these different apps, the Calm app and Apple Fitness, and there's all kinds of places where you can learn to meditate. And um, what they're really after 
is it's it's in it's in it's in kind of uh, in harmony with the tradition of meditation, which comes from Eastern culture, uh, Eastern religions, which is really what you try to do in that meditation is you try to calm your own presence and your own awareness, and you become more aware of yourself, of what's going on in your mind, and but it's not uh, a dialogue with God. It's really a question of just calming yourself. There can be some value in that. But that tradition of meditation, Eastern meditation, goes all the way back, uh, probably even to the 6th century B.C. or earlier, in the Hindu tradition. It's one of the ancient religions. Um, and, And it's really about kind of creating a state of peace and calm in your own uh, self. So it's it's really uh, inward looking, and it's not it's not engaging in a conversation with God. In the tradition of Christian meditation, which goes back, it has its roots in Jewish meditation in the ancient Israelites, a type of prayer. Um, there's there there's both aspects present. The reason that we go to meditation, the reason that we go to be alone with God in silence is so that we can have a conversation with him. So we want to listen to what he's saying to us and to respond. Because the essence of Christian prayer is relationship. It's getting to know God and allowing ourselves to be known by him, exercising our love for him and receiving his love for us. That's the essence of Christian prayer. It's a relationship. Um, You you see that even in the prayer that Jesus taught us, the Our Father. It begins with Our Father. It's a it's a conversation. It's entering. It's kind of activating that relationship um, and becoming you know, aware of it. Now, in the tradition of Christian meditation, usually the first step of your time of mental prayer is kind of a recollecting your attention. So, in in the book that we're talking about today, Forty Days to Peace in Union with God, in the introduction, I talk about three steps. Uh, to Christian meditation. And the first step is ready. Get ready. And getting ready includes turning off the phone, finding your sacred time, finding your sacred space, kind of um, activating your faith so that you're paying attention to the to the very often, very oftentimes, very soft uh, voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. So some of those calming exercises or kind of gathering your, your attention, recollecting yourself, that's the essence of the Eastern meditation, and that's just the first step in Christian meditation, uh, because we're really striving to enter into that conversation with the Lord. The reason that we need that first step is because a conversation with the Lord is always mediated by faith. And in the, in the activities of the day and the noise of the day, all the busyness, sometimes we, you know, the, our faith gets dispersed a little bit. So when we go to be alone with the Lord, it's just like what Jesus says in the Gospels, which we'll hear tomorrow on Ash Wednesday. You go, you close your door, and you go into your room to be alone with the Father, because He sees, He sees us when we're alone. He sees, right? So we we kind of create that space interiorly and externally. But the key difference is Christian meditation is always about a conversation with God, a heart-to-heart encounter with God. And the more popular meditation that you find on the apps. It's just about calming your own system, kind of calming your own stress. So it's an end in itself, but Christian meditation is an opening to receive and be in kind of a conversation, like you said, with 
Yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. So you you kind Thank of you. enhance your personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Communion. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's like spending time with a with a good friend. You go and have a cup of coffee, and you know your relationship deepens because you're you're sharing your experience, you're listening, you're enjoying each other's company. There's a real interpersonal relationship there, and that's what Christian meditation is with God. Going to have a cup of coffee with God, being with Him, enhancing our relationship, building that relationship. If you and your friend don't get together for a long time, the friendship's going to get cold. You're going to get a little distant, right? It's the same with God. If we don't have that daily time with Him, our relationship with Him can get a little cold. We can get a little distant. Okay. Father, does does your book touch on um, how to uh, how to um, get to the point where we can? Uh, meditate or be in that relationship with God and freely come as we are rather than, you know, thinking we have to, we have to stand before God or enter into a conversation as a perfect person. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Um, I think that's a lot of times that can be in the back of our minds and that can actually cause some interference, right? In our attempts to, to pray. So I mentioned the first of the three steps for a Christian meditation. I mean, there's many ways you can describe it, but in the introduction to this book, I described ready, and then the second set, step is set, ready, set, go, right? Mm-hmm. And in the set, there's, that's where we really enter into God's presence just as we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and kind of you can do that in many different ways. I recommend um, here three things. You just thank God for something you're grateful for. Um, and that's opening, that's kind of activating your faith, your hope, your, um, you know, your love for God, because you thank Him for something. Um, and then you ask Him for what you feel that you need. And that's where you come to Him, like, completely, hey, I am in need of your grace. I am, you know I am. <laughs> uh, Lord, I, I really, I just want to know you better. I just need your life, your strength. Um, and then you open yourself to him to receive whatever he wants you to whatever he wants to give, and that is a complete you know it's an act of uh, of here I am Lord speak your servant is listening. Uh, it's just opening ourselves as we are. It's really important not to um, feel not to pressure ourselves to perform in a certain way. Uh, you know that we have to present ourselves as uh, a certain way in order for God to love us or give us His gifts. Now that's not the you know, that's not the God that Jesus has revealed. Uh, Jesus came to meet us right where we are, where we're at. He, you know, he, he came to the sinners. He came to those who were in need of healing. He came to walk among the poor. And in a sense, we're all poor. So that second step, after we're in our, we're qu- we quiet our souls down, we're in our sacred space, in our sacred time, and then we thank God, we, we expose our need to Him, and then we open ourselves to receive whatever it is He wants to give us. So that's, we, we try to come exactly as we are. I mean, He already knows us through and through. There's nothing, you know, it's like nothing surprises Him about us. He just loves being with us. He really loves being with us. I think you've answered my question, but I know a lot of times, at least in my experience, when I hear the word meditation, it kind of, you know, I, I kind of put up a, a kind of a, uh, wall uh, yeah hesitancy thinking well that's for somebody who's more beyond me on their spiritual journey but you know uh to me this sounds like it's a good starting point for uh for those who have never tried a devotional for lent and Doreen? oh yeah well, father yeah i would i would 
absolutely agree. Yeah, go ahead. Father, do you have some words of encouragement for people that um, that get frustrated with thinking they're not hearing God in their time of prayer or meditation? Yeah, definitely. So that's a common uh, it's a common frustration at times. And I think the practice of Christian meditation uh, enables us to do two things. One is uh, we learn to recognize how he speaks to us. And it's not always dramatically. Oftentimes it's very quietly, very subtly. And this book is designed to kind of train you in recognizing that. And the second thing is, you know, whether or not we hear a specific inspiration from God, if we simply give him that time, we know by faith that he is going to work. So we might not see it right away, but we may, you know, we're going to see it later. It's, uh, Jesus himself uses the image of a seed many times. The seed is planted, and then it grows at its own pace, right? So whenever we give time to God, he's going to use it for the advance of his kingdom in our lives and through our lives, and we know that by faith. Okay. Um, there's really no, you know, if we keep reminding ourselves. And that's why it's very useful to have a resource like this, 40 Days to Peace and Union with God, because it helps give a little bit of structure to that time of personal prayer. And so I, I can, even if I don't feel God's presence, I can follow the steps, and I know He's going to be at work. He's going to give me what I need, even if I don't feel it. Um, so it's really useful to have a, a, a resource like this to help you with that. Okay, Father, we've got about, we've got 30, we've got 30 seconds to our break, so uh, I, I think if you've got a final thought before uh, you give us a blessing before you leave us. Sure. Well, I think for, for Lent and prayer during Lent, the, the most important thing is for us to just show up. Give yourself some time to be alone with God and see what He does with it. And uh, I guess now I would give the blessing? Certainly. Thank you. Okay. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you and grant you peace now and forever. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. We've been talking to Father John Bartunek. And we're up against a break right now. Father, thank you very much for being with us. I hope we can have you on again sometime. I look forward to it. God bless your Lent. Okay. Thank you, Father. You too. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 